Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Jose, how are you, sir? That looks like the Coral Gable City Hall, something like that. <laughs> Good morning, it is. <laughs> it is, right? Good morning. How are you? Yeah, it's in the Venetian pool. Yeah, I don't see a fire extinguisher on your back in the back of a house. Yeah, not normally. <laughs> how, how are you? you guys? How are you, man? Nice, nice to see you now last uh, Thursday. Yeah, no, it was really nice. The event was great. Thank you. Thank you very much. We put a lot of a lot of effort. We truly enjoy it. You know, spending time with you guys. It's uh it's quite an amazing thing, you know, to see over 430. We had 430 attendees. Wow. So seeing uh, all those agents uh learning and, and wanting to uh to improve and, and meet other agents is just amazing. I saw Pablo, it's it's uh getting some applause. I saw you, Pablo, I recognize you even with the mask. So, Sometimes it's difficult, you know? Sometimes yeah. it's difficult to, to recognize people. Um, but I recognize you, Paolo, in the, in the meeting. So it was, it was very nice. Uh, today, we're gonna talk about something similar to what we discussed on Thursday. It was very, very important. Um, the number one word, we remember the word we talked about in that, uh, in, that, uh, in that event? What was it? Entorno. In right? English, in English, a very good one, very, very good. In English means right environment, right? Environment, yeah. The environment uh, definitely determines uh, a lot of, of of your of your results, whether they're good or bad. As I mentioned to you, there is a CBS article, ABC, ABC article, uh, where they mention a Harvard Business School. The research department in conjunction with Brown University and the Census Bureau, where they determine that the number one factor factor for success is what we mentioned that before here. What is it? Your zip Remember? Code. Your, your zip, zip code. code. Exactly, Monica, your zip code, right? And we talk on Thursday that, uh, that we can't change sometimes or for many people they can't change their zip code but they can change the people they surround themselves with right yesterday uh i was uh, watching uh, um what is it this guy it's very famous guy health theory right this guy on, on youtube who is very very famous highly recommend him and he was interviewing an author she's a diet expert and she has a book called Target 100. And she was mentioning exactly the same thing, right? If you want to lose weight, the number one thing is to change your environment. You can have a bunch of cakes in the freezer, right? Or wine sitting, sitting next to you in the, in the kitchen. You gotta change your environment um, because your environment, environment, and, and she, she focused, very interesting. And again, this goes, because it's behavior, guys. So this folk, I'm, I'm reading two books, uh, Target 100, started reading it yesterday. And the other book is called Indestructible. Indestructible, right? A lot of distractions, indestructible. Uh, I recommend both of them, they're, they're good. And, and they, they talk about the same thing. Uh, and, she, she, and she goes with something very obvious, which is if you go to a restaurant, right? And you have two options the cheesy right double burger right with a with french fries and a salad do you know which one ivani don't laugh 
<laughs> do you know which one is a healthier option? Yes or no? Yes. Of course. Yes. Oh, it's obvious, exactly, yes. it's, it's, you know what the healthy option is. You don't, you don't need an expert to tell you which one is better. But why do you go, why do we go for the burger, right? Even if we know we, it's not healthy for us or we are under a weight loss uh, program. Again, it's just mentioning weight because all of us here can relate to it, right? So again, in order to change your results, you need to change your environment. Got it? And that's what we want to do with real estate too, right? If, if my environment, right, is a lousy environment, uh, not a lot of energy, not a lot of focused people, a lot, of, a lot of complaints, right? If I'm by myself all day long, and when I meet other agents, there are agents that have the same issues that I have. I'm always with the same two or three agents, right? then you know, my, my production is gonna be pretty much the same. And I remember the definition of anxiety, right? Trying to change the results by doing always the same thing, it's never gonna happen, right? What is it, what, what's uh, that, right? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results, right? It's like, well, it's the same thing as, all right, being in the same environment yet expecting different results. Audi, you love to play tennis, right? If you want to improve tennis, you can't keep playing with the same people. You just can't. Guys, I love Carlos. I don't know if you're available, right? Uh, I love chess, right? Love chess. It's like an obsession. At, at nighttime, I, I can't go to sleep without playing at least one or two games, two or, one or two 10-minute games. I just can't go to sleep before playing chess, it's like calms me down. Like it's my pacifier. Guess what? I haven't improved. Like in three years, my rating is exactly the same. I've been at 890, 900, which is not even average, just like beginners numbers for more than three years. I have never improved ever. Go a little bit up, go a little bit down. Go a little bit up, a little bit down. Why? I'm not changing anything, I'm just playing. But playing with the same mistakes. I have the same strategies, the same openings, the same attacks, right? I respond exactly the same thing, the same way, uh, you know, to any attack. So I'm just not improving, not because I'm playing more, I'm becoming better. Adi, and you know that because you and I like to play tennis, right? Not because I play more often means that I dramatically increase. No, no, it gets to a point were you by yourself, even if you practice a serve, if you practice, you know, the backhand, et cetera, you get to a ceiling. In order to play better, you need to play with other. Oh, look at Mario. Mario's a tennis player. He was almost a professional tennis player. He, he played for LSU. I mean, that's a big time NCAA Division I tennis team, right? So important. If And that's what Mario had a coach, right? And he would face some other very good competitors, right? That's the way we improve. So it's in everything, right? It's in sports, diets, we can't keep the same environment. So we wanna change the environment. Are you improving your environment? Why parents pay so much money for private schools? Is because the books are different? No, it's just because the kids are different, right? Bad schools have what? 
Bad teachers? No. Bad students, right? They don't even care about school. Their priorities are different. So you want to change the environment for your kids. Are you changing yours? It's all about the environment, right? So hopefully you understand that. There's Domingo. Domingo, thank you very much for helping on uh, Thursday. It was great, great. Thank you very much for always I'm being available there. Thank always you. I'll be there. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So again, uh, okay, Maria says, what's the name of the book? So the book, uh, it's Target 100. Target 100. And again, fascinating the way she explains uh, dieting, right? Fascinating. It's, it's all about the mind, the environment, uh, the triggers that we have, right? Because it happens, it's, it's the same thing, right? We get busy on purpose, right? Not to what? To, to have the meaningful conversations with our clients. Oh, I'm too busy. It's an excuse. I'm, we're going to talk about the, ten th the, the, ten, the nine things that are pre preventing you, right? The, ten way, the nine ways of thinking that are preventing real estate agents from advancing. So we're going to talk about that today. So Target 100 is not only about a diet book. I think it was, I found it fascinating and a lot of material that I'm going to get from there that relates to real estate, right? Uh, the other book, it's in, Indestructible, right? Indestructible, right? Carlos is the fastest way to eliminate bad habits is reducing the expo exposures to the cue, right? Exactly. That triggers it exactly on the forum. And to form new habits, the opposite is also true. Make the cues obvious. Very, very, very good. Also, Carlos, with that, it's also replacing the existing habit with another habit. And she talks about at least 50% of what we do on a daily basis, consciously, we don't even, we don't even process it, right? Do you know how you got to uh, the office or how you drop your kids to school today? For those of you who don't, uh, do the uh, breakfast for your kids, do you rem remember how you did the breakfast today? Were you looking for the, I don't know, for the, I don't know, whatever, the juice? You know exactly where that is, right? You know where the, 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 the utensils are. So everything is what automatic. So more than fifty percent of the things that we do when you get when you get into your car, are you looking for the steering wheel or for what is it the the chip? No. Do you know when to brake or when to accelerate? All of that is automatic. And she explained in that book, very interesting. She explained on that book that is that is very good, because if not, we would go crazy. Do I stop? Do I not? Do I accelerate? Do I turn? No. All of that is automatic in the back of our head. Right? Okay, where do where is the knife? Where is the spoon? Where is the butter? No, no, all of that is automatic, and your your brain already knows where it is, and you don't even notice it. Right? But that that's a good part. But if you have bad habits, then there is a cue, like Carlos said, that triggers it, triggers it, and then you get into that cycle. So fascinating. All right. Uh, Javier, regards from Barcelona, Spain. Very nice. By the way, Javier, I'm going to be in Madrid. Oh, I'm going to Barcelona for a day. So maybe we can see each other in La Barceloneta and have uh, at least a uh, uh, small, very little, you know, a little bit of beer now. Barcelona Estrella. So Javier, I'll be there uh, from the 10th to the 17th of September, guys. I'll be in Madrid, but I'm going to go for a day, a day and a half to Barcelona. All right. So maybe, Javier, we can have una cañita. Cañita, those are little beers that they sell in in, uh, in Spain, and they're amazing. 
they have this uh, beer and this little uh, glass and they go like this to the glass. They tap it against the, uh, the table and then it creates more foam and it tastes delicious. Very, very good. So I'll see you there, guys. I see you there, Javier. Hopefully we can have una canita. All right, so let's get, let's get started. Look at Thomas laughing. Thomas, you finish your exercise today? I just finished. I just came back. <laughs> All right. So you did more. It was a long one. Today was a long one, almost two right. hours. Right. So it's a habit, right? I'm pushing. So we don't have habits. He has yeah. the habit of walking every single day. Some people do meditation. Some people, like myself, I do yoga. Uh, some people have coffee. Some people read the newspaper. Highly recommend against reading the news. The news. Yeah, right. All right. Man, how can you how can you leave home in a positive mindset after reading the newspaper? Is it just not possible? A bomb, Afghanistan, what I mean, so many things, and then you're gonna be positive during the day. It's not gonna happen. All right. So, anyways, nine ways of thinking that are preventing you, all right, from uh, getting ahead on real estate. There you go. Fabrice, I see you right in the middle of the screen. Hello, Fabrice. All right. All right. So right here. By the way, every time I have Fabrice here, because I talk about, a lot about uh, Thomas. Fabrice, you can say hi. Hi, how are you? Good, and you? Good, good, thank you. Where Where are you? In my office in the Castle Beach in the 54 colleagues. Okay, so I did that on purpose. Why? Like most of us, right? Fabrice is not from here. He's from France. Got it? So he speaks a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of English. I guess a little bit of French because I don't speak any French. <laughs> All right? But here's, here's the thing. He executes massively, massively. Can you, can you tell the audience how many listings you have right now? How many Which listings? Listings. Listing, I have 19 listings. 19 listings right now, all right? Yes, and, last uh, month, 25, but I closed six. No, I'm sorry, say that again? Last month, I had 25, but I closed six. Mm -hmm. Exactly, right? And, and sometimes he has even more than that, but the market is going so fast that that uh, that he's selling the properties very, very fast. The reason I mentioned Fabrice is that, like most of us, he has an accent, right? Like most of us, he's not from here. So meaning he doesn't have the connections like most of us, right? But Fabrice, right, executes in a daily basis. So Fabrice is in one-on-one and he's been in one-on-one for, for two years. Since day one, since day one, I don't have to ask him what he did during the previous, previous session. He starts, he starts the session by saying I did one, two, three, and four. Like, like the four things we had assigned, right? So getting into the habit of creating massive action. And one thing he lacks, which is great, which is I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the most important way of thinking that is stopping real estate agents from taking action. I was gonna leave it for last, but I'm gonna put it first right now. It's the most important one. And if Fabrice, you and I have that in common, it's that one, right? What other people think never stops you from taking action. 
And if I have one characteristic that my people, my mom, my brother, and my the closest people to me is that it's not that I don't care what other people think is that it's not going to stop me from taking action. And I hope you do the same. It's not caring, right? We want all people, you know, to talk good about us or, you know, or, or always applause what we do, but it's not, that's not reality. So it's not stop caring about other people think about you is do not stop acting because of the way other people might think of you. You will never be able to keep everybody happy. And Bill Cosby used to say that, right? A sure way to fail is to try to make everybody happy. So Fabrice, congratulations on that because you are like a train going at a thousand miles per hour and you know you are not stopping, right? That's massive execution. And I always repeat that to you because uh, him and I have a very good close friend, close friend, Judith Peraza, and we said it, he's going to succeed. I mean, we, we knew that. Massive, massive action, right? So congratulations on that. So let's get started with the points that I have for today. And please interrupt me at any time if you have questions or comments, all right? Nine ways of thinking that are keeping you stuck, right? Number one, who am I? A question, who am I? Most agents think they're just real estate agents. You're a business owner. Real estate agents make forty-one or forty-two thousand dollars a year on average. I don't think you want to make forty-two, forty. I don't know. It's forty-two or forty-eight. If you can go to a national association of realtors.com and see statistics, you'll see it there. It's either forty-two or forty-eight. I got to check that. They just changed it recently, so I don't remember the, the number. Who am I? You are not a realtor. You are a business owner. So thinking as a realtor. It's a very short way of thinking. Well, next transaction, next transaction. You're a business owner. You should roll payroll. You should put yourself on a payroll. You should have an assistant. You should have a marketing budget. Fabrice, we always talk about the marketing budget, right? We talked last week, even you, you set up, like we recommend in coaching, you set up a different, not only bank account, but different bank for the budget, for marketing budget. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, but yes. that's what business owners do. Yes, last week I started a, another icon for the marketing. And I put 5% right. of my commission on this icon every time that I have a commission. Exactly. At least at least 5%. Ideally, I want everybody in this call to be at 20 to 25%, right? Of your commission going to what? To marketing. Which, by the way, you're going to get back anyways, right? It's not an expense. It's an investment. Right. If I put $25,000, but I get back 50, hey, I'll keep putting 25 all day long. Right, Thomas? Right. The, the average top agent that I coach invests $28,000 a month in marketing. So who are they? All right. Business owners. It's not about marketing, but they also have staff. Uh, they have assistants. Right. Business. What business am I in? What business? marketing there you go so what's stopping many real estate agents is that they are they think they're in the business of selling homes no they're not in the business of selling homes buyers and sellers can close a transaction without the need of a real estate agent so let's change that i'm in the business of one more time marketing marketing there you go thank you jenny i'm in the business of marketing the top agents invest in marketing heavily. 
the top brands in the world in, invest in marketing. Apple, Coca-Cola, even the you got what was the uh, uh, like two months ago? I think it was the Super Bowl. No, that was that, there was a big event. Oh yeah, the Olympics. Do you see Facebook do an advertisement? Facebook, a social media platform where we do a lot of advertisement, doing advertising where on TV. Do you guys do you guys notice that? Guys, that's yeah. Facebook that created one of the biggest, biggest business in the world by word of mouth, by connecting with people. Now they realize that marketing, they, they realized a long time ago, but they know marketing. So anybody on, on planet Earth that doesn't know about Facebook, anybody on planet Earth that doesn't know about Facebook, everybody knows it. By the way, I mean, they don't know about Facebook. They are not a client for Facebook because they don't have internet. Got it? And it's, it's just Facebook is, is going after the people, all right? They already know them. Everybody knows them. They keep doing. And, and do you see the advertisements? They're, they're very cool. They're pretty cool. And then they had Facebook at the beginning and that people in, skate, in skating, right? And then they included Instagram and they included WhatsApp. And then they, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool uh uh, commercial. So very important. What business are you in? One more time. You're in the business of marketing. Marketing. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Carlos Montiel is, is making a joke that I'm not going to repeat because that's offending me. All right. So, okay. So here we go. Uh, there we go. So number three, right here, business of, okay. What do I sell? What do, what are we selling? What are we selling? Ourselves. Okay, very good. Ourselves. And we Confidence. Confidence. We got it. Very good. Very good, Pablo. We're selling ourselves. And what are we selling? It's our, our confidence. Right? So again, most real estate agents, right? They are thinking in a way that is stopping you, stopping them from uh, improving, which is, yeah, I'm selling properties. Listen, if you go after a client, buyer or seller, and you're just pushing a property, right? Or you're pushing whatever the company you're with, doesn't really matter the name of the company, all right? Uh, or, or the prop, or, you know, it's, it's never going to work. It's not never going to work. It's going to be very difficult to compete in this market, right? It's all about confidence and the confidence is only acquired through what? Through knowledge, through skills, all right? So here we go. Point number four, very Ooh, this one I love. How can I do it better? How can I do it better? That is a massive, massive way of thinking that prevents agents from achieving big, big, big success. Instead of asking how, the question is what? Who? What Who? is it, Jenny? Who? Who? Instead of asking, how can I do it better? The question one more time is? Who? Exactly. Who? Who can do that? Who can do that for me? Who can teach me? You're doing it here. Most real estate agents are doing what? They're going to one class at the association. I'm not saying the classes at the association are bad. Is that one class is not enough. And one isolated class is even worse. 
I'm just going to this class because I think it's important. Yeah, but how do you connect all the pieces? I might go to a presentation class. Oh my God, that person, and, and I'm sure the presentation class, mo most likely that presentation class is gonna be very good. But how do you get to the presentation? How do you generate the lead and how do you pre-qualify the lead, right? How do you make sure that that presentation you're doing it to somebody that is qualified? Not only that, but during the presentation, you're gonna get what? Objections. So how do you handle the objections? And after handling the objections, how do you close the client? Got it? So don't ask, how can I improve? That's very limited. Your skills are always gonna be, if you think about how you're gonna get, you're gonna be limited to your experience, more important to your point of view. So I, we all, we don't see the world the, the way it is, right? We see the world the way we think it is, that simple. What we see, it's not reality. Not Ivani, no Thomas, not Yeni. We don't see the world as it is. Sometimes I'm speaking, you know, to talk to Thomas, and he says sometimes, whoa, I never saw it like that. By the way, it's not that I didn't see it like that. No, I didn't see it. I just didn't see it, right? I'm speaking to my brother, Daniel, who I, you know, I spend more time with, with him than with my wife. And he said things like, I just didn't, how can I not see that? Just didn't see it, right? So very important, it's not how, but who, who can teach me, right? Who can teach me? Who can do this for me? Who can answer the phone calls? How can I answer so many calls? Who can answer the calls for me? How can I be, be an, oh, oh my God, I'm so bombarded with emails. Why are, you, why are you reading emails? You should be reading five, 10 emails a day at most, at most. You should not spend more than 10, 15 minutes a day on your email. You should have somebody filtering the emails for you. Most of the emails, you don't have to respond yourself. If you can have somebody do that for you, you'll save a lot of time. So it's not the how, but the who. Most real estate agents are always asking themselves, how can I do it better, all right? Or I rather, a variation of that, I rather do it myself, right? Oh, and I see some people laughing, right? Do it myself. It's another way of, I can't grow my, my business. I can always do it better than somebody else. Yeah. You can do one thing better, but you can do five, you can do 10. I'd rather have 10 people that do it, that, that, that don't do it as good as I do, but I can get 10 things done because may, for most of the time, good enough is good enough. Got it? Yeah, I know my assistant is never gonna answer the phone call, the phone, the way I answered maybe because she's not gonna put as much passion, which I can argue on that, right? <clears throat> maybe with the emails, pre-qualifying somebody, <clears throat> some people, yeah. But in order to grow, right, I got to delegate, right? So very important right there. So another way, another thing right here is the following. I already tried that. Ooh. Well, find the who can teach you how to do it better and try it again. For most agents, they've done maybe a couple of postcard campaigns three or four open houses. Remember, Thomas, when you didn't believe, oh, Thomas, I think he's on the phone, but he's here. 
when we didn't believe, he didn't believe on, on open houses, right? When we taught him the right way of doing the, not the right way, when, 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 when we talk about the frequency and consistency about open houses, he saw the huge advantage of open houses. Open houses, postcards, emails, right? Webinars. So if you did it before and it didn't work, those methods work. Find the who in, the, in coaching, you have the who and do it again. And again, and again, and again, if other people are having success with that, then this is the platform to ask, hey, listen, I'm doing email marketing, but it's not working for me. I'm doing social media and you talk Orlando about social media and it's not working for me. You mentioned open houses, but it's not working for me. That's okay, that's what we're here for, All right? I'm so good. yeah, yeah, please Thomas. Listen, if, if somebody is doing something and it's not working for them and you see other people and it's working for the other people, then you have to be, you have to be humble enough to ask the question, what am I doing wrong? What is it that I'm not doing right? And who can help me, right? Solve this. It's automatic. It has to be your, your mindset, your, your thinking process has to get into gear based on this, because it's obvious that if other people are doing it and it doesn't work for you, there is something that you're doing. And uh, maybe that's something you cannot see it yourself. Like somebody made a comment the other week, Orlando, I don't remember one of a, which, uh, which uh, training session. They said, they, if you're inside the painting, you cannot see the painting. Right. Right. So exactly. many times we are so immersed in our own process. We don't see the mistake or we don't see what's missing. And we need somebody from the outside, like you, Orlando. Or, exactly. So or Orlando. That, that comes from my coach, Dan Solomon, right? Who says, if you're inside the frame, you can see the painting, right? Or the picture or the photo, right? You can see yourself. So that's, look, look at how Thomas automatically said, okay, who can teach me? It's just subconscious. It's always looking for somebody else to do it or to help me or to train me, got it? Or to teach me. I don't wanna try to figure out anything, anything. It's cheaper, faster, and higher probability. Why would I take two, three, four months or years, right, to get to the answer where I can find somebody in coaching? You guys ask me, listen, what is it that way? Our coaches, that's what you have the platform, right? In the forum. We answer the questions for you. We figure it, we already figure it out. It's not that we figure it out, it's that we have a massive number of agents that are already doing it. So the advantage that we have as, as your coach is that we see what's working and what's not, and we see why it's working and we see what's not. So it's a, it's a privileged seed share that we have. Got it? So we can tweak it so it works for you. It's that simple, right? Thank you, Thomas. Thank you for that comment. All right, so we continue right here. I don't have the money. The two biggest excuses real estate agents have I don't have the money. I promise I was going to do that this for this week, but I'm going to leave it for next week. I'm going to have one session all about money for real estate agents. That is a huge lie. I don't have the money. Well, I'll give you three scenarios, right? Most likely you do have the money. It's not a large expense. You should invest about $500 per month in marketing at the beginning, at the beginning. That's going to be enough to start generating leads, talking to people, right? 
and launch your, your career. Well, I don't have $500. No, you have, you do have the $500, all right? Uh, have you gone on vacation uh, for the past 24 months? Most likely you have, even to a short vacation, even to a hotel in, you know, 45 minutes away from where you live, right? Uh, and uh, so most of you have that money. If you don't have the money, you know what you have? Credit cards, got it? And you've seen me on TV many times and I go against debt most of the time. Yeah, I go against debt when it is consumer debt because you don't get any return on that, right? But if you can leverage that debt, it's a huge investment. And one of the most important investments is in education. And if it is not the most important, at least it's the first. Yeah. Got it? If, it is, if education is not the most important, at least it's the first. I don't want to do a marketing campaign without having the education of how to make it work. Does that make sense? I don't want to invest in uh, stocks, for example, which I don't do much, all right, before having the education. The first investment is education, then the actual investment, right? You don't want to invest in a multifamily uh, property before what? Getting the proper education. Does that make sense? How to truly analyze a deal. So you pay for the, you, you invest in education first and then on the actual investment. Now, if you don't have the money for marketing, then put it on a credit card. Did you go out this weekend? Did you go to the movies, to a restaurant? All right, did you plan a vacation? Most of you did. Did you buy a new pair of shoes? Do you buy a new shirt for $70, $50, whatever it is? Most of you did. Most of you. So put it on a credit card. Well, my credit cards are full. All right. Okay. I got it. I understand. Get a small, get a small loan from a family member. Right? Get a small loan from what? From the SBA. 85% of businesses in the United States right, have debt. 85% of businesses. 85%. Out of 185 of debt, well, get into some debt and with the return, you pay it back. That's simple. Because if not, well, what is the debt for, right? For marketing, for education, for staff, that's what supports the business so you can truly launch it. Because if not, it never get what? Out of the ground. So we're gonna talk about that next week. Put it on a credit card. It's gonna be no more than $5,000, right? between education, and you have the education here, so it's over already anyways, right? And marketing, it's not a big deal. It's not gonna, hey, $5,000, right? Which will cover what? Almost a year, 10 months. And you can recover with one transaction, one extra transaction. You can double that investment with one, one transaction. By the way, $5,000, it's not gonna make you richer. It's not gonna make you poorer, poorer, poorer. All right. Bill, help me out, please. It's not gonna make me richer. Or Jeff, help me out. You have a better accent than me. Poorer. Poor. Poor. There you go. Poor. Thank you very much. It's a weird one. <laughs> there you go. All right. So five thousand dollars. Hey, ask for a loan. A family member, small loan, new credit card. That's okay. Oh, Orlando is crazy. No, crazy it's to believe I'm, I'm in business and I don't have. Crazy is not to have money for marketing. That's crazy. Does that make sense? All right, guys. So very important. That's all. Please, Thomas, go ahead. Orlando, 
I'm just going to say, and I hope I'm not offending anybody, but if you are in a financial situation where you know you feel that you don't have money to do this, you need to ask yourself, what have I done in the last five to 10 years of my life? Right. And maybe with the exception of people who've immigrated, that they left everything in whatever country and they came here. If you are here and you've been here for a while and you are not in a good financial situation, you need to ask yourself that question because at the end of the day, Orlando, we are the result of the decisions that we made in the last five years, maybe right. even 10. So if you, you continue to do what you are doing and you're in this condition, why do you expect to be in a different place, right? So the idea is, okay, change and make an effort, put some fuel behind it, which is what you're saying, you know, put some money, put some effort behind the goal, behind the purpose. Right. Otherwise, you're still caught in the same place. You're not going to, five years from now, you're still going to be saying, I don't have any money. And uh, it's, it's not right to live in America and not have money. We it's are not right or fun. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. This yeah. is the land of opportunity. Look at my hat. I mean, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. This yep. is the land. Of... Fabrice, you mm -hmm. come from from another country. You know, you have limited English, but you obviously have a burning desire to achieve, and this is why you're making it happen. So this exactly. is the. I always say this number one ingredient. You have to have burning desire with a purpose, and everything just falls in place automatically. Because then you're not afraid to borrow five thousand dollars. I'm sure Fabrice is not. Afraid to borrow five thousand dollars. Well, anyway. <laughs> he, anyway. By the way, by the way, Fabrice, and, and I got another point to that. And Fabrice has been in coaching for two years. He never, the first time he paid it monthly, because he renews every six months. Now the second time he made enough money, he just paid it in advance because in advance he has a, a everybody has a discount, right? So that's the idea. So it's an investment on yourself, right? So that's simple. And uh, Thomas, I love what you said. If you live in America, right, and and you don't you're in a bad financial situation. If you've been living in America and you have a bad financial situation, other than other than two things, divorce or medical bills, which are the highest uh, or the most common factors people go into bankruptcy, then we have to analyze it. And next week, I would like to dedicate a full hour to that. All right. Uh, well, because... I don't suggest you get divorced. All my friends who are divorced are broke. <laughs> Even, yeah. if rich, even if they were rich, now they're broke. Their family <laughs> live in the big house. They live in the little apartment. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm that serious. Yeah. Guys that make yeah. six, seven-figure incomes, they live in the little apartment. Yeah. Everything yeah. goes to child support, alimony. And there you go. Yeah. So, the so I, I want to talk about that. In the sofa. Huh? In the sofa. Live in the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So uh, we're going to talk about that next week. Uh, financial issues for real estate agents. Thomas, you said something in our in our real estate retreat uh, two months ago, uh, where where you mentioned you said once you have your money issues covered, right, then you can focus on your business. Right. Remember you saying that? Yeah, that is correct. That is correct. Once so, you don't have to worry about your 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 light bill, you don't have to worry about food, fuel, paying your car. Once that's past, you're past that point, then you can really focus on the business. Then you can really go. Mm -hmm. so and and that's what we're going to gonna talk about. You need to get to that point, basically. You need to get to that, that point that as soon be, as possible. That should be the first goal, right, Orlando? Mm -hmm. That's the number one goal. 
all right? A business needs to be profitable, guys. Even if it is not your highest goal to make money, and I understand that for many people, it's not the most important thing, but the business has to be profitable. Even nonprofit businesses need their number one priority to be profitable because if not, they have to close. And the whole purpose of the business, right, is not realized. So next week, we're going to talk about that, about all, all, all the money issues and how to solve them, right? How to create a team where, like Thomas says, 100% of your income is not coming from 100% of your effort. We're going to ask you, right, what percentage of your income is residual income? The top agents and brokers, that's what they have created. And I want you you know, to ask yourself that question, what percentage of my income is residual? Your, your best clients, your best clients, you know, they ask you for what? For properties to invest, right? Because they want to generate what? Residual income. That's what they're looking for, right? Because they know that if 100% of their income is coming from 100% of their effort, they're never going to have financial freedom. Even the doctors, if the doctor depends on the surgery to make money, and that's the only source, all right? The moment he goes on vacation to ski in his beautiful house in Aspen, he's paying for that vaca vacation twice, right? For, he's paying for the vacation and not for, being, for, not, and for not being present. So what percentage of your income, it's coming from residual. We want to get to a point where all your budget, all your expenses, come from what? From residual investments, real estate, your own team. And you don't have to make a lot of money. You don't have to have a lot of money. And that's what I want to teach you next week. That's part of the money part, the aspect. It's the most important part, right? The most important principle in finance is residual income. It's the most important one, right? That will take care of every single financial problem that you have. Hear that? Once you have residual income, Every single problem, debt, savings, every single problem will be solved. Why? Because next month, guess what? You're going to get the same residual or better. And the next month, you're going to get the residual or better. Once you have those properties rented, you have a, an office, a property, whatever, making you $5,000, $3,000 a month. Next month, you're going to get what? $3,000. Next month, you're going to get what? $3,000. Next year, most likely, you're going to increase the rent right? Procedural, right? You make the effort once, right? You make the effort once, and then you get paid for a long, long time. Got it? Stocks, right? You buy shares in uh, General Electric, right? What, what happens? Every quarter, they pay you dividends. AT&T, every quarter, they pay you dividends. You make the effort once, right? You analyze the stocks, you do the research, you get maybe a course on, on stocks, whatever, you decide to buy AT&T and every single month, every single quarter, what? You're getting money, residuals, right? I don't know if you saw in, in the, uh, there, there was a huge, huge video on, on the internet this week. I'm going to play it for you for you next week. And if, uh, if I forget, when I write it down here, Sharon Stone, now, now there's a big thing in Hollywood, right? Remember in Hollywood, when you do a movie, you get residual for the rest of your life. Every time they play that movie, you get a percentage, right? Every time they buy it, they see it on Netflix. Every time they pay for, they rent it, whatever, they buy it, you get a percentage. That's what actors live from, right? Whether they 
they spend it all in drugs, whatever. Guess what? Next month, there's a residual again. How beautiful is that? That's the most, most powerful financial concept. Singers, right? They can spend it all this month, but next month, they're going to get a residual. Got it? So you lie first, and I'm getting ahead of it, but it's so important that, that I should be teaching you residuals every single week right doesn't matter what you work on you can be a doctor you can be a lawyer you can be an accountant you can be a real estate agent that's a job it's a job great that you have a job great that you're making money but when are you going to transition from a job to a business that's the key you want to make the transition you want your you want your job all right to be the foundation and the support for your business so eventually you work not because you have to, but because you want to. Now you have the main, the main word we're looking for, option. Now it's my option, right? Whether I want to sell real estate or not. But my real estate job selling, right, supported developing my business, whether it's rentals, building a team, stocks, investments, etc. I want to start today. When you work in a company, you not only ask, okay, what's my salary? You also ask what? What's my compensation package? So I want you by your, your selling real estate. That is great. That's amazing. And I know you like it, but don't stay there only. This is not it. This is half of the equation. On the other side, you got to be building a business. You got to start building residuals. Got it? A restaurant owner, if you go to Hillstones, right, you'll never see the owner there, right? He's on a boat in a yacht. He built a business, right? He has other people where he has the residuals every single month. So July 1st in Major League Baseball, they call it Bobby Bonilla, right, day, July 1st. Why? He did a contract with the Mets, with the New York Mets, said, do not pay me this year's salary. And they were like, what? That was his agent, right? Yes, his, they said, I was like 50 million, something like that. I want you to pay me that in an installment of 35 years, 35 years. So every year and the Mets and, and the Mets, you know, did a huge discount and they thought it was a great deal for them. He's the one getting the, for, for the Mets, but Bobby's the one getting the big, big time money. Every year he gets one, $0.85 million July 1st, every year, every year for the next 35 years. That's residual. Always think about residual. Most baseball players, what do they do? No, no, give me the money today. That's what happens to most lottery winners, right? They get all the money today. What happens two years after? They have less than what they had, zero exactly, Domingo, because they don't, they don't have the mental capacity not the mental capacity. They don't have the, the mental sophistication yet, the education to handle the money. Does that make sense? What are you doing to build residuals? That's all. Mario, you play tennis, almost professional tennis, right? Where do they make the big, the, the top 10 tennis players make their money from playing or from endorsements? It's all endorsements. Endorsements, yes. Endorsement, right? That's residual. And they have what? One-year contracts? No, Federer, what? 
has five, 10, 15 year contracts, right? Michael Jordan, he made about 80 to $90 million playing basketball. He made over a billion with the shoes, with the Jordans every year. So he said, do not pay me for the endorsement. He, what he said, I want a percentage of all the sales. So every month he gets what? Residuals for the rest of his life. He owns those residuals. Like your clients own those properties. And every month the tenant has to pay and what? They get the residuals. The team leaders in our industry, what do they get? Residuals from their agents. Real estate brokers, what do they get? Residuals from every single sale, sale the agent makes, they make money. Amazing. The owner of a franchise, Century 21 Remax, what are they getting? Residuals, right? The franchise is getting from the owner of the franchise. What are they, what are they getting? Residuals, royalties. That's beautiful. So we're going to talk about that a little bit next, uh, next week, all right? Uh, and again, I deviated a little bit into, uh, into residuals because of the excuse most agents have, no money, right? So that's why we are so passionate about building teams, right? Building teams, building teams. And if you have questions about building teams, you know, put it in the forum. Even me, Orlando, how do I build a team? Email me, info at monteororganization.com. I want to build a team. Email me, whether you work in the team or not, email me, Orlando, I want to build a team, all right? And I'll, I'll make sure that I guide you in the right direction. Because to me, the biggest gift that I can give a real estate agent is the ability to develop his own or her own team. The most important thing. If I can give you that, that knowledge, and you apply that, and look at Thomas, all right, who this year, and Thomas, I said in public of over 400 people, who this year so far has over $800,000 in paid commissions. True or false, Thomas? All right, right, so right here, so it's not only has the production, but also the experience, the knowledge. And that's why Thomas is always, always so focused on building a team, building a team, building a team. It's true, but if I don't sell, I go to zero. Uh -huh. Right. I've been doing it for over 30 years, and uh, it is it is a reality right. that uh, time doesn't go backwards, it goes forward. Right. And as you get older, you have to work harder and harder and harder. Mm -hmm. Like you say, Orlando, many times, eventually, it becomes very hard. Yes, you get tired. Hard. You get tired, and uh, right. I don't want to be tired. I want to have fun. And uh, the way to have fun is to build a team as fast as you can go. Exactly. Is the, the only solution unless you have a, a ungodly amount of money to buy yourself a bunch of apartments, which by the way, I have friends who have apartments and they have a lot of apartments. And during the pandemic, I used to talk to them and they say, Thomas, I own 30 apartments. And guess what? 28 of them are not paying mm -hmm. and I can't kick him out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so by the way, uh, you yeah. say another phrase that I love, which is as a real estate agent, which is great because it will support your business, okay? Developing that residual. Is that as a real estate agent, you're renting your time. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Absolutely, absolutely. We don't, we don't realize this because we are, we are trained to think that working hard is the answer to have 
a good life, right? And this is what they teach you. I mean, from the time you're very young, your parents tell you, study, right? Work hard and you'll be successful. And this may have been the formula years ago, but it's no longer true. I mean, if you are successful in an exchange of time for money, you cannot be free. You can never be free because your income depends on your effort, which is exactly what I was telling you about me. I mean, I make a very good income, but guess what? If I work half as hard, I'll make half as much. There you go. You see that? Say, say that third, again, Thomas, which is so important. Say if, that I work again. Hard, if I work half as hard, I'll make half as much. So my, my exchange, I have a very, very well-paying, very high-paying job, honestly. And I'm not unhappy about it. I'm very happy about it. But I realize there is a reality that if I get sick, if I'm traveling, if I cannot work, listen, even if I choose not to work, see, having the option, it's not about retirement. Many people say, no, you want to retire. I, I really never want to retire, Orlando, to be I'm having too much fun with this. Mm -hmm. But, but, and you know, keep, if you keep working, it keeps you young, right? But I don't, I want to have the option to work when I want with whoever I want. I want to be able to choose clients, which I do at this point in my life. I do. If a client is uh, really, really somebody I don't want to work with, you know, I just send them to the competition. <laughs> <laughs> Let them deal with it. And, and plus send me a referral. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you deal with the problem and send me a referral. Right? <laughs> get smarter when you get older. But uh, the reality is that you, the earlier you understand this, and many of you are much younger than I am, the earliest you put this in your brain, the more, because if I had done this, Orlando, 10, 15, 20 years ago, I would have been free a long time ago to mm -hmm. do whatever you want with whoever you want at the time that you want. The freedom of choice, I think you put it in this way. Yeah. The freedom of choice is so, it's more valuable than money. Because money, if, it, if it's an exchange of your time for money, you're a slave to it. Mm -hmm. You basically are a slave. You can never be free. So right. once you put in your chip there, say, okay, I have the opportunity to build a team. Will right. it be fast, slow? That will depend on you. But the possibility of doing it and having that income, it's priceless. Right. It is priceless. And you know I'm building the team Orlando. And I'm going as fast as I can go. As fast as can, the train can go. As fast as I can go. And I'm still selling a lot. Uh, people say, no, but you're building a team. You're not worth no. I'm working and I'm selling a lot. I'm doing, I'm building it. I'm doing both. And um, some of you know me and some of you, we have uh, talked and, uh, you know, I'm pretty disciplined. I try to keep, um, keep my uh, word. You know, I say I do, do something, I do it and I, I stay with the program. And that is key. That is, uh, that is total key. Keep your focus and stay disciplined. And uh, I know it's not easy, but it gets easier. The more you do it, right? Right. You know, I, I, I heard I, and you said yeah, something very interesting. You said you work a lot at the beginning and you make there a little. When, when you're building the residual income, got it? So very important. You work a lot at the beginning and you make there a little. That Thomas taught me that, right? Then then you work, you know, let's say, you know, 20 hours and you produce 20 hours of, of that income. But then eventually the residual, you work very little and you make a lot, right? Again, it's very important to understand that it's not how much money you make. That's one part of the equation. The other part of the equation is how you make it. It's not the same thing to make, you know, $800,000, as Thomas, in, in commissions in, in, in eight months, 
right? Than to make $800,000 in residual, right? It's completely different, right? If, if you see a client of yours making half, uh, you know, $5,000 a month in rentals, he's not working an hour of that rental. Now, the other person that works in a bank for $5,000 a month is working 50 to 60 hours per month. So it's not only, and they don't teach us that, it's just work hard. No, 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 no. Work hard so you can develop your residual income. Nobody's talking about that. Why aren't we not? Nobody's talking about that in our environment, right? But when you talk, right, and, and, and I have the opportunity to, to do that and with my coach, et cetera, where we have people that are very, very wealthy. Now, that, that's all they talk about but even deeper than that, now it's, okay, how do I transfer this wealth to the second generation? And they, they think generational, three generations, right? So how do I transfer the money to the second generation? This, so this second generation not only enjoy it, but enjoy it, keep it, but more important, multiply it for the third generation. Because I want to enjoy three generations, my generation, my kids, and the third one, it's the grandkids, because it's most likely the ones that I'm going to be able to see, to enjoy. So it's my job to make sure that the second generation enjoys it, keep it, and multiply it for the third one. So see, oh, I never hear that before. Because in that environment, all they're telling you is, you got to work hard. You got to work hard. You got to, yeah, I'm not saying not to work hard, but that's just half of the equation. Got it? It's like with a car. If you want to get somewhere, you got to put the pedal on the gas. Yeah, but you got in, in on the way there, it's not only putting the pedal to the gas. You got to brake. You got to go to the right, to the left. You got to stop. You got to use the light. There are many things going on. It's just not work hard. Thomas. Yeah, no, it's, it's very interesting that you mentioned this because the people who are at that level, they discuss mm -hmm. these things. People right. who are on the time and money exchange level, they don't discuss this. They can't. So your environment determines also the conversation that you're having. If you surround with people that are basically investing in passive income, this right. is what I'm gonna talk about. Right. And if you start talking about time, you know, you're gonna propose a business that I'm exchanging time for money, they're gonna look at you funny, like you're not a part of this environment. Right. <laughs> you're talking a different thing. We're talking out of the galaxy. You're still talking about the solar system here. Right. So, you know, even if you make a ton of money, they're going to look at you funny because you're not in the same mindset. You know, right. their, their thinking is different. Their thinking is how to preserve it. How Very to good it point. For the next but but you, don't, you don't learn that in school. And that's, mm -hmm. that was going to be my point. You learn that when you're exposed to an environment like this, and ideas like this, like Orlando, like you know, like we do in the, in the, you know, in the, in, the, in our business, and and the, understand that we have a different possibility. This is the, the this is the, the the opening of the mind, I guess. You know, you're mm -hmm. like, wow, finally, I have some possibility to go beyond. And I'm looking at Fabrice, looking at me like, I know what you're talking about. This is what <laughs> I want to, right? <laughs> we all want that. We all want that. And here's. Yeah. Here's the thing. So I went to Washington. I go to Puerto Rico often. Um, there's a group of, of real ex-real estate agents, right? Uh, that live in Puerto Rico. Uh, in Puerto Rico, there is a, a rule 21 and 22 where Americans only pay 4% taxes, right? Only 4%, right? And uh, 
and I was sitting down with one of our current real estate agent, and we were talking about wealth, right? Uh, and I asked her, you know, how many transactions have you closed uh, in the last 12 months? And she said, 1,200. Uh, and then she just immediately changed the subject, going back to what? To wealth management, growth. It's the converse. I went like, how many? 1,200 in the last 12 months. And then I had another guy who did 1,500. 1,500, look at my wrist face. <laughs> like, 1,500, it's 1,500. 1,500 transactions in 12 months, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the environment. But, but they're not even focused on that. To them, it's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's my job. And that's with my team, et cetera. That, that. But that's not what I'm focused on. That supports more of my what? Of my residual. Okay, how do we invest, right? How we distribute the wealth. Right? But even if but I, I'm not having it, I'm just worried about the first one. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Many of you are. But I want you to start opening up right, to a different environment, to see things right, that you have not may, maybe, like I wasn't way before, exposed before. That's the idea. Right? So I deviated a little bit. I'm going to close with the last excuse most people have, which is what? I don't have enough what? Time, exactly, Vani, time. We all have the same time. If there's one thing we all have in common, every single human being is time. Of course, we have more than enough time. On Thursday, we had a panel of top real estate agents, female real estate agents. They're, they were all mothers, right? They're different ages, different backgrounds, and they're making it happen. Making it happen, all right? So those are the nine ways of thinking that are keeping real estate agents or very common ones that are keeping real estate agents for improving. You change that and your business is going to improve. So hopefully you use this Monday meetings. Hopefully you use the platform, the forum, right? To help you improve your business and more important or as important way or improve the way you think, right? So it's been a pleasure serving you today, guys. It's 11.02. Big hugs to everybody. I'll see you in the platform today. For those of you who want this session in Spanish, remember tomorrow at 10 a.m. We also have it. And I'll see you tomorrow. For those of you, Margaret, I'm seeing you right here. You tried to raise your hand this morning in the cafecito, but we couldn't get you in. I don't know what happened, right? Big hugs to everybody. Next week, we're going to talk about a full hour all about money, money for real estate agents, handling money, marketing budget. We're going to talk about assistance. We're going to talk about salary for you, real estate agents. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye, guys. Take care.